are. It's spring, but it doesn't feel very, very springy right now. No. Iceland doesn't really have a spring. Like I have friends that are posting on Instagram from Brooklyn and the magnolia and dogwoods are blooming and, you know, all of the springiness is happening. Yeah. And you don't really get that here. You get, like, the crocuses are up. Yeah, the crocuses are up. That's something. That would be Nicholas. That's that's our background singer right now? Yeah. Okay. There's this word, frondescence. Frondescence? It's when the leaves, it's when the trees put their leaves out. Oh. Uh, mm. I feel that that's what we have here. Yeah. We have some, like, light frondescence. Mm-hmm. And then we have lots of rain. Yeah. And just crazy wind. It has gotten a smidge warmer. But what I meant is, like, the, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the spring spirit has, like, arrived should I just like wait that out? I just don't feel like the spring spirit has like come over mm. the, the, the nation. spring fever. Spring fever. Yeah. Or like just any sort of like feeling of like hope or rebirth or Easter eggs, bunnies, nothing like that. There are Easter eggs. Lots of talk about Easter eggs. No, no, no. no but I mean, in like a metaphorical sort of like <laughs> prize, like hiding behind, you know, something. The point I'm making. <laughs> yes. What's your point? Wait, like, what's your point, Joan? Is like, like I feel like we're still like ve- like still very much in, in like a winter spirit here. Mm. Because I mean, yeah, the days are longer. It's getting warmer, but yeah. so many people have lost their jobs. Yeah. There's not really a, a, a yeah that spirit of renewal and oh rejuvenation. It's a look at we've come out of the winter and it's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah, we haven't thing. emerged from the end of our of our zombie movie yet. Yeah, zombies are holding on tight. I just think that like with the news of like WoW going under, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that like tourists got frustrated. People seem very frustrated. Yeah. At the same time, though, I felt like there should have been a lot more um, pity for the people who like whose whose jobs are over now. Yeah. And like families were like both of the breadwinners worked for a while. Mm. Come on. Those are the people who are like really eating the shit sandwich right now. Yeah. Not someone who like had to like rebook their flight. <laughs> oh gosh, this is the worst. Yeah. This yeah. is the worst. It's not Thousands it's not, of people it's not lost the their worst. Jobs. It's yeah. really not the worst at all. Yeah. There are people who are having a much worse day than me right now. Yeah. This is true. So that happened. <laughs> And then, you know, this, like, Kreister scandal? Yeah. I feel like it won't go away. Like, it just keeps on coming back. Yeah. Now, one of the MPs who was implicated in in the Kreister scandal where, I think, is it, it, like, worth going over what it was? Yeah. Just in case people don't know what it was. It was, like, these members of parliament went to a wine bar one night. It was, like, people from the centrist party, Mm -hmm. Mayflokers. And then people from, like, the People's Party, which is, like, a disability-focused... When I say disability, I don't mean, like, people with handicaps. I mean, like, people who get disability. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Hmm. It's like they're... It's, that's, it's like a... What you call it? Like a single-interest party. Okay. So they were sitting around, and they were just making some terrible, like, homophobic, ableist, sexist-as-fuck comments. Yeah. The worst one... Is they were talking about some other female MP, 
And they said that, so someone said like, finally a body worthy of my dick. Oh my God. Oh God. Can you not just, ugh, repulsive. And I think it might've been that dude mm-hmm. who like spoke before the UN about he was, how, how he was feeling like, um, how he was feeling like singled out for his like for his for his gender oh, God. and his like sexual freedoms. How he was being oppressed. How he was being oppressed. Yeah. Oh fuck you guy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that just like I just don't understand like why these people are being held accountable for what they did. Anyway. It's the world we live in these days, apparently. Yeah. Welcome to 2019. Yeah, but it's also like, welcome to Iceland. I feel like Iceland should be better than this. I was going to say something really mean. <laughs> what, like, what, like strap in for disappointment or something <laughs> like that? No, it's like, well, they certainly act like pretend like they are. I know, I know. People think that they've got all the problems figured out here. That's like a great Achilles heel, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, no. I feel like we've talked about it before. It's like, yeah, your shit stinks, too. Yeah. Stop acting like it doesn't. Because when you act like it doesn't, you step in it and you spread it all over the place and get on everybody else. And then look at them like they're crazy when you're like, it smells like shit in here. You're getting shit everywhere. And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, it doesn't really matter because our shit doesn't stink. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. I mean, things are (laughs) terrible in America, but at least we know we're doing a bad job. (laughs) And that's half the battle, apparently. It really is. I mean, it's not even half. It's like barely like a fraction. At least everybody agrees this is a real dumpster fire. Yeah, we got going. <laughs> this here. is a real dumpster fire. This is really it's toasty warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the economy's in the toilet. Mm-hmm. The currency is tanking. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are employed now. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any sort of like? Any good news? Any good news? Do you feel like there's anything that's like really like pulling you through the day? I, specific to Iceland. Specific to Iceland that's yeah. pulling me through the day? I mean, besides like the days are getting longer. That has been a help. But you know what's kind of annoying? It wakes me up earlier. Oh, fucking sun. In the morning. The fucking sun. Like no matter what time I go to sleep at like six o'clock, I'm yeah. like, hmm, I'm awake. But I don't open my eyes. <laughs> Right. I refuse. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm staying in the bed. My eyes are closed. I'm waiting till that goddamn alarm goes off. I'm going back to sleep. You fight nature. I fight it. That's right. Tooth and nail. But in the evening, it's enjoyable. When Having the sunlight a little bit longer. Yeah. The kids have a hard time going to bed now. Mm. I, we have blackouts in the boys' rooms. Oh, yeah. But okay. it's given given the, the wee ones trouble. There, We did get some good news. Oh, yes. What's your good news? Well, that's not my good news. Oh, it's our good news? It's actually not even your good news either. Oh. It's just like for the people of this nation. Mm-hmm. Iceland was named, ranked. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you know what I'm about to say? Go for it. The fourth mm-hmm. happiest people on the face of the earth. Really? I mean, the, Iceland always ranks high in the happiness index. Yeah. And I think we've had this discussion before, too. You know what, guys? <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. My theory. Yes. And I think I agree with you on this. Is that um, this whole index is pretty flawed because it's just like people who self-report their yeah, unhappiness. Yeah, exactly. 
it's not like anyone's measuring anyone's serotonin. Mm-hmm. Like, Following them around like, in their daily lives. Are like indicators of happiness, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which I don't know, like, what is that, like ice cream consumption or like like how much disposable income people have or I like I, 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 don't, I don't know, know. I don't the know. number of kittens that, that like them I don't that's know that's right how many kittens smile at them because mm-hmm. kittens are very picky it's just like it's just like basically people's like the index is based on like like so rank, I'm, rank well, I'm happy yeah. yeah so I feel like it's like drilled into people here like not to complain about anything so it, when someone asks you how you're doing fine fine <laughs> don't say anything else just say it's fine it kind of is even at the kindergarten, the kids fall, you pick them up. Oh, you're okay. You're all right. It's okay. You're right. Everything's fine. Everything's don't, fine. don't look over here. Don't look over here. You're not crying. You're not crying. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, of course, they rank high. Yeah. But everybody, does that, does everybody's like jumping the down their feelings and chugging antidepressants. Yeah. Oh, speaking of antidepressants, mm-hmm. that was the other um, statistic that came out. Yes. Alongside number fourth on the happiness index. Mm-hmm. Number two mm. on the per capita antidepressant consumption index. There could be a correlation. You think? Could be. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, just a correlation, not necessarily yeah. causality here. Just. I feel like maybe we should look at like chemical happiness, the, mm-hmm. the chemical happiness index. Mm-hmm. Iceland is very chemically happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who's genuinely happy right now? Nicholas. Yeah. Schmoops is. Singing his songs. He's a genuinely happy person. Not a care in the world. On average. Just, yeah. he doesn't let stuff get him down. Yeah. Oh, we have a new food court. Right. That's also some good news. <laughs> I feel like, like we got to like dig deep right now. <sighs> it's not a food court either. That sounds terrible. It's a food hall. Yeah. I remember when we lived in New York... We were walking around, and this girl stopped, and she was like, where's y'all's court food? And, and I was like, what? And he was like, where do y'all got court food? And I was like, I don't know what court food is. And she was like, you know, in the food court. That you go to the mall, and you're in a food court? Where's that kind of food? Ew. Uh, where's yeah. nasty food? You're looking for nasty food. Is that yeah. what you're saying to me? Yeah. I was like, there's fried chicken in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> is that, does that count? Well, that's why they have that, that thing now in Times Square with all the... That's where you get the court food now. Oh, I should have directed her to Times Square. Yeah. This is not court food, just to be clear. Yes, in the food hall. In the, in the food in, hall. In the food hall. It's a, it's a Nordic food hall. Yeah. yeah. Actually, one of our Nordic food food halls here, Klemmer. Yeah. Yeah, this is good news. Get ready for this one. Oh, wait. What's what's the new good news on this? They got a big gourmand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's skull. Skull. It was tasty. It is tasty food. Their food is really good there. Yeah. And it's in one of those Nordic food halls. Mm-hmm. Readily available to the people. Yeah. And you can order just the thing that's really good there. What you guys is the potatoes. Very They're tasty. amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get anything else there. They also have love balls. Oh, yeah, they have love balls there, too. When you say love balls... I mean, balls of love. Do you mean like Arsapunkar? Yeah. Because I feel like you're euphemistically translating that. It doesn't really translate to love balls. Oh, wait. It's not the balls. That's not what the, that the word it's, doesn't it's, translate to it's balls. The, it's what carries the balls. That's right. So it's a love scrotum. <laughs> Say it, appreciate it, recognize it for the truth of what it is. <laughs> Lovingly holding the balls in the scrotum. I do like the... The way the pastry comes out, does it? It does come out looking like a little 
coin purse mm-hmm. that you clutch between your legs. <laughs> it's got like sort of a draw, like a drawstring, sort of like a weighted drawstring sort of feel to it. That's the loudest typing I've ever heard in my life. You know what? Just enjoy it, everybody. This is, <laughs> you're like hearing the sounds from like Lydia's like authentic life. Lydia's living her best life right now. I so am, you know, just like in the kitchen, <laughs> podcast, and the kids are individually watching their TV shows with headphones on. <laughs> no, someone's typing. I can hear someone typing. No, I think that's just English. Just going, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if he's actually typing. Or maybe he is. Does he type like a Muppet? Uh, yeah, he totally <laughs> Like animal. <laughs> it's so loud in there. It literally sounds like he's like just banging something <laughs> on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special gaming keyboard that the oldest wanted to get. That's why it's allowed. It has like big keys on it. Oh, okay. It's not a, a sleek little Mac. When keyboard. you did, when you showed me big keys, you made them. You made them <laughs> look like they were like the size of like a Campbell's tomato soup can. <laughs> it's too big. They're big keys for gaming. I don't know why the keys need to be so big, but they are. Do you know um, what they have right now? Speaking of big keys, mm-hmm. do you know what they have right now? Hotbar. They have one Big of those keys. They have one of those keyboards. Oh, that you can play by like walking on. Like it. big, like in big. Yeah, like in the movie Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. Have it you played a tune on it? Really brought me back. No, it's very difficult to play anything on it because yeah. also there's like ten other people who are trying to use it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has to agree on a tune. And yeah. Everybody has to be able to play it. Like. And I saw no one agrees on anything. Yeah. Organization. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Organization, from organization. Yeah. Um, going back to our new food court. Yeah. Our new food hall. I feel like we maybe we like left it too early. Oh, we we talked about the potatoes and the love balls. Oh, yeah, but those see. are those are at our old food hall. Oh, you're talking about the new one. The new the one. The new right. one. And the one ten. Yeah, and one ten. What's the name of that that neighborhood? Gravo, I think. Gravo. Is that what it is? It's one of the gravi- one of the gravers. Okay. It's not like ready. It's like definitely for locals. Because mm-hmm. nobody's nobody driving out there. there. Nobody's got to purposely go out no. there for it. So no. it's for the people already there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but they do have some like nice places in there. They what do they have places. in there? Well, go ahead. Tell me. Now. We are, Why are you hesitating? The, the tell me of, what they Because I have, have a proviso right now. The both of us live in downtown. Yes. And are not fantastic drivers. That's Andre with this Rubik's pyramid. Oh, is he just going to do some like bubble wrap in a second here? He might. Just to like add to our soundscape that we're creating. But the thing is, they're all the way in the living room and the sound just carries down the hall. It's fine. I mean, maybe we'll get like an ASMR crowd in on maybe, this podcast. Maybe. They'll be like, I really like the background. Uh, I wish I wish those idiots would stop talking. <laughs> Trying to listen to that. The clicking of the Rubik's. So we are not like, um, we're not very really diligent about getting outside of the downtown area. I'm definitely not. So neither of us have been to the new food, uh, the new food hall. Yeah, you keep calling the food court. I, I, I know, I'm I sorry. I feel court. like it cheapens it, but all I can see is an angry young woman's face at me, like, <laughs> yelling at me on Washington Where's Avenue. Where's the court food? Where's the court food? Where's y'all's court food at? <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying. What are you talking about? Um, but whenever I walk into these places, I feel like they're like the food is affordable. Mm-hmm. Like a, there's like a democratic yeah. sort of. It's affordable for Iceland. Affordable for Iceland, yes. It really is. You're right. It's like so much less than going to a nice Icelandic restaurant, which is ridiculously expensive. 
Um, and it's like democratically, like the seating is very democratically. Mm-hmm. Everyone just sits at these like long tables yep. next to each other. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. But it's not, it's not court food either. No, it's not. It's good food. Yeah. Wait, so what food, what restaurants do you know? What restaurants are, are sitting up there? Do we, is it in the paper? Should we look in the paper? Maybe. There's like a gastro truck, which is also uh, Alcante, yeah. which is really good. And probably what you call it, Broid & Co. name? Broid & Co. I don't know if they're there. I don't know. Tea and Coffee? No. Oh, Tea and Coffee closed at Grande. Yeah, but maybe they're also in the Also, Rapapara closed at Grande. They're going to open up a taco place there. Oh. Yeah. So the places that are in it, there's this place called Hipster. Oh. Which is a nice landification of the word... Hipster. Hipster. That, see, I think in Iceland they don't quite... It doesn't have the same negative connotation. Bad name, but it sounds like the food might be really good. Swedish-style shrimp sandwiches on lightly toasted brioche. Maybe we should get them in and get their opinion <laughs> on the brioche. <laughs> There's another place called Seitersnuder, which is like uh, cinnamon cinnamon buns. Oh it's yeah, it's like a cinnabon. Mm-hmm. Only probably you're, like, you're, you know. you're looking at to the food court again. You're you're getting go ahead. I know I'm like bringing it all back to it's the food full, court. Full circle the court, court food. but it's nice. So wait, what is Kulika. it called? Again? Kuliakan is is like your um, Moe's or like yeah, it is. Chipotle. It is. It's like fast food uh-huh. Mexican Calmex. It's a burrito place. Yeah, but they I ordered like an enchilada dish there and it mm-hmm. was like a burrito. I was mm-hmm. like, this is not enchiladas. Do you yeah. not know what enchiladas are? They don't. No, they don't. But you know, yeah. um, there's a place called Indican, which oh. is like supposed to be Indian food, I guess. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. There's the gastro truck, which they have like a chicken sandwich and like some pretty good sandwiches actually. They do a veggie burger. Yeah. And they do like McDonald's size for style fries. Mm-hmm. And then I think the real popular one is called Svangi Mangi. Svangi Mangi. Uh-huh. And they serve Icelandic food, which is essentially overcooked meat mm-hmm. and all sorts of like buttery mayonnaise sauces. Yeah. Real- Icelanders love a sauce. Yeah. And they like, they do like an overcooked meat. Just mm. cooked to death. <laughs> Boiled Cheap cuts of like whatever animal they got going. <laughs> like a, what do they call it? Mutton. Oh. You know what I mean? Just like old, old. Well, we're really serving up the, the love of Iceland today. Hey, you know what? It's been a rough week. I'm not fucking getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. It's been a rough My check from the Chamber of Commerce has not cleared yet. Yeah, yeah. The tourism board, they're not really, they're not feeling us. No. I wonder why. The tourism board, because <laughs> we talk about old cuts of meat. Uh, and then there's a bar there, too. Which is nice. It's nice to be able to get it. So, it's so European mm. to have a drink with your lunch. Yes. Don't you say? Have a lager. A lager. An ale. A mead. Mead. What, what, what exactly is honey? Mead? It's something about honey. Really? In a I mead? Think, I think there's That's honey. That's what makes it a mead? Is the honey? I think there's honey in it, yeah. It's huh. like a honey brew. Honey wine? I don't know. Not sure. That's, Let us know, people. What's what's mead? Yeah. What's the difference between mead and, and ale or a, a lager? Or what are all those fermented grain beverages? Ales are bitter, aren't they? 
I have no idea. That's I don't either, I'm asking. But I, I feel like you can get a lot more beers now in Iceland than you to be able to. They're, they're into the, the different craft things, brews the crafty sh- shit. There's, a, there's even like a craft brew place now down in Grante, mm-hmm. in Grante neighborhood. Where is it? Wait, where? What are you talking about? You know, it's called like Brickjan Brickus, the Wharf Brewery. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wait, on the... You know where Grante is? Do you know where the, the Maritime Museum is? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, next door to the Maritime thing? Museum. Oh, okay. It's big gonna... in there. Yeah, I thought that was a restaurant, not not a... Yeah, it's a restaurant, too. Okay. You can, like, you can go in there and get restaurant food, or you can go... But they also have a, a micro... Oh, no, not microbrewery, craft. Is there a difference? Oh, I have no nothing. I don't know. I feel like it's just like... <laughs> they're just, like, gesturing towards something anyway. You know what I mean? It's just beer. Like it's I don't just know, like, beer. I don't know, like what, I mean, micro is made to make you think that it's like made in a small batch, is mm-hmm. idea. And craft okay. is just like that someone used their hand to do something. <laughs> I hope they washed it. That's all no, I can think of. Just put on, put on a glove. Just put on, put on one of those. Wash your hands. Put on those food service some surgical things. gloves. Yeah, get mm-hmm. in there and make my beer. Just get your fingers all in there. Yeah. Ew. They had a sign. I think it was that place. They had a sign for that said fresh beer. And I remember thinking, like, really? I don't... Is beer supposed to be fresh? Yeah, I don't think beer's supposed to be. It's like the whole idea is it's fermented. And right, old. right. It'd be like fresh kimchi or, like, fresh yeah. yogurt. Like, you it's do, just milk. People do make fresh kimchi, though. That is the thing. So what do you think is going to happen to this country now? To Iceland? Yeah. Oh, Iceland will still be here. Iceland will still be Iceland. Do you think that, like, all the tourists are going to go away now? No. I don't. I think... I think it's on the the world radar now as a tourist spot. Uh-huh. So I, I think, I think it'll it may go down a smidge. That's but, fine though, really. But I think it's it's now an established spot for tourists. That's what I think. I hope that they use this time to like up the infrastructure around all like the natural sites. Yeah. Like build walkways and you know toilets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think parking. they've been doing that. And I think if there is a slight downturn, that'll give give the country a little breathing room for to actually like be like, okay, so this is happening. So we should get ready for the next Let's wave. Let's like really make sure we have our shit together. Just I know it's asking like, a lot. I like, know. As I those know. words are coming out of your mouth. I know. Uh, <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to speak it into existence. Just like say it and then maybe a passing Icelander will hear it and be like, oh, that's a thought. That's not a bad idea. No. Huh. Maybe get our shit together around the tourism thing. Sure. Let's do that. That's an idea. Yeah. Yeah? No, you don't look hopeful. No, I, th- I don't think it's going to happen at all. <laughs> I think that people are going to use it as an excuse to do, like, make some bad decisions coming up here. Yeah. You're probably right. Oh, God. You know, like, they're going to be like, oh, no, there's going to be a downturn. We should definitely build, like, an um, another aluminum smelter. Yeah. And let's, fuck it. Let's build an oil refinery on oh, top of God. it. Oh, God. You know I what I mean? not, yeah. But humans, we make such poor, poor decisions yeah. when we're under stress. Yeah. We make really bad decisions. Or sometimes we're around under stress either. Yeah. But you know, it does, when I say under stress, it doesn't take much for a human to make a bad decision. It mm-hmm. takes a human to be a little hungry to make yeah. a bad decision. Yeah, to like make a horrible ends. decision. Yeah. Just because, oh, I'm a little peckish. Yeah. Too bad that you didn't have any court food. But yeah. <laughs> See, she came up to you with anger, right? Because yeah. she was hungry. That's right. And I wanted to be like, try the Jamaican food. It's amazing. Calypso shrimp. But um, that's not what she wanted. No, she wanted the court food. Yeah. 
Yeah, she wanted like chicken strips or something. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's. <sighs> yeah. We're not really level headed. No. So what? Uh, what, what else we got going on? Well, we just wrapped up. You just wrapped up. And I, I was only there for the first day. The uh, Oh, Iceland Writers Retreat. Iceland Writers Retreat. Yeah, I volunteered this year. And man, I had a great time. It was. I mean, I only went to the opening reading, but it was really good. All the I writers was, seemed really... I was afraid that like uh, like the writers would be intolerable and the participants would be like entitled. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the case at all. I got to meet uh, several of the writers who were extremely gracious and mm-hmm. generous with their time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and I got to meet some of the participants who were just like... They had great attitudes because it was. It's kind of a hard time to come here. It is. It's a hard people, time to come here, and it's a it's a pricey trip. Like, who are the people who come to the Iceland Writers Retreat? I was wondering about this. I saw the pics, the videos. They posted videos of the tours they went on yeah. and pictures from the different workshops. And I was just wondering, like, who are these people that decide? Let me go to Iceland for a writers retreat. Well, they're clearly gazillionaires. Yeah, people <laughs> with money, not gazillionaires. People with no, some yeah, money was, to spend. I, I was actually surprised that like um, they just seemed like sort of average. Average, like your average people. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, I mean, maybe I might have been surrounded by like um, those Warren Buffetts, and I just didn't know mm-hmm. it. But for the most part, it just seemed like people who had saved up quite a lot to take yeah. a vacation in Iceland. Yeah, and mostly that, older people. I'm imagining people who don't have. No, I don't feel like the people were that old. The people they were like our age and maybe a little bit older, a little okay. bit younger too. All right. So like people in their late twenties. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. People... You almost had me there for a second. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Where <laughs> No, it was mainly like people in their, I would say people in their late 30s, in their 40s, mm-hmm. people in their 50s, maybe a couple people in their 60s. Okay. Maybe even some older people too and some younger people like on either end. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, yeah, people came to see Iceland and were like, how great that I get to do like some writing while I'm here too. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's sort of a natural fit for, for writers, I think. Yeah. The Icelandic uh, landscape, atmosphere, it can be very contemplative. Like, it makes you exactly. want to just be like, hmm, let me just sit here for a minute. I have always felt that, like, exposure to nature, mm-hmm. like, it's the gears turning somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone just seemed to be, like, very prolific while they were here. People got, got a lot of writing done while they were here. Did you get a lot of writing done during I the writing retreat? No, right, because I had a <laughs> terrible cold. <laughs> yes. I'm, you can, like, hear it a little bit in my throat still. Yeah. Yeah, I had a terrible cold and a really high fever. And you missed the, the reading. And I was I like, Jonas, where are you? I'm at the thing. I and missed the like, public reading, yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, I felt terrible. I think I might have given my cold to one of the authors as well. Oh, look at you. Sorry, Ivan, if you're listening, I'm s- sorry about that. Ivan was very, very funny. Yeah, Ivan was very funny and very gracious. Yeah, I liked Ivan a lot. Yeah. They did just some, um, oh, what did, what, what did they call it? Oh, she had a name, or not she, they had a name for it. And I can't remember what it was, but it was just these little snippets, like just these little boop, little boop, little slice of life little things. Yeah. They were very concise. But really um, created a picture in your head of just yeah. this like just this moment in time, yeah. and then that was it, and it was just like perfect. But they were funny; they were all very funny. I think that they're going to come back. Actually, Ivan Coyote is going to come back, mm-hmm. hopefully, um, with a partner, and they're going to bring a show to Iceland. Okay, it's called. Ugh, 
Man, I, been, I really should have like remember what, what it's called. But it's based on this radio show on the Yukon. All right. Called Trader Time, mm-hmm. I want to say. And it's funny because it's like it was basically like how people would post in the classifieds okay. in an area as big mm. and spread out as the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you know, I've got a crib mm-hmm. um, and, and publishing it in some paper or like on obviously on like Craigslist now. So suppose people would do like they'd call in and they'd be like. They call into this show. Yeah. Good morning. I'm calling in from like whatever. Whiskey mm-hmm. Flats. Mm-hmm. I got a baby crib. Or no, the, I think I think the example that they gave was, I need a baby crib, oh, okay. and you could like hear a baby in the. <laughs> it's like uh yeah. And their delivery was like, I can come get it anytime. I'm available right now. Mm-hmm. I'd like it like I have my soonish because yeah, it's exactly. the Yukon. Exactly. <laughs> it's the only way I can get around. But it's funny, like the little story that emerges from like whatever this person is selling mm-hmm. or buying or mm-hmm. looking for. So I, I hope that that show ends up coming here because I feel like that sort of northerly humor works in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And we're going to need something to laugh about soon. Yeah. Because everything's going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> the world over, even in Iceland. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, uh, otherwise, the the retreat was great. Mm-hmm. I got to sit on a couple of workshops. Um, Did you got, get any... Anything flowing, anything going that had you being like, ah, this is a little nugget of something I can build something on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got, I, I got, I, I have plenty of notes and stuff that I, mm-hmm. I still haven't had um, a chance to sit down and like go over my notes. But I do that soon. But uh, the the Q and A was also really fascinating. I th- one thing that I really liked was one of the writers said something that that, that sort of struck me, and it was, um, I don't know what I think until I heard what I've said. Mm. And I've been I've been sort of thinking about that the other like these these last couple of days, and some of the I've just been having some like uh, some moments with my current project right now, mm-hmm. and some of the work that I'm doing right now mm-hmm. that I find difficult. Yes, and I've run into some personalities that exhaust me, mm-hmm. and you know as as exhausting as it is, and as as sort of dejecting as it is to sort of run up with run up against sometimes people who aren't on board with worldviews that I think that everyone should just be on board with already, especially because mm-hmm. we live in Iceland. Yeah. It's been good to like have to express things to myself mm-hmm. and to like explain why I think the things that I think. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I didn't know entirely like my reasons until I had to explain it to myself. Yeah. So you got you got your book signed by one of the writers that came. I did. I got the uh, orchestra. No, it's an orchestra of minorities signed by Chikosi Obioma because he was one of the readers, one of the writers there, and I was the only black person there. I think other than him. Yeah. And during one of the breaks in the readings, he came over. He was like, "So <laughs> here like, we are." He's like, "Hey." <laughs> What you doing in Iceland? How many black people are there in Iceland? What's going on? And yeah, and what you say? He was very nice. He was really gracious. Signed my book that I bought. And uh, I just can you just talk about his signature for a second because it is insane. It's very elaborate. I don't even know how to describe it because it's uh, it looks a little bit like a cloud. Yeah. And it has little circles and swirls going on. It almost looks like he like wrote his name and then he tried to like cross it out. Yeah, it does have a little. But with like bubble letters. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I, I was telling you this earlier, but a friend of mine that I used to know from Nigeria, like saw my signature once and was like, what is that? Like anybody could write like that. And I was like, it's my signature. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, you have, a, have to have a signature that's forge proof. You got to up your security game. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have it so nobody can sign your name. Like, to, you know, uh, what you call for identity fraud. Oh, yeah. Identity fraud. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, sorry. I've been okay so far. And really, who wants to steal my identity? Yeah. Yeah, you don't got anything going on anyway. Not really. No, I'm just I'm just here in Iceland, you know. You do got that podcast, though. I do. <laughs> I do. Don't, what if somebody tries to steal my, my podcast? I mean, what can I say? You're an influencer. You know what I mean? You say... Yeah. You, you drop a name and the market goes crazy. It really does. I haven't read this book yet, but I am reading The Fisherman now. You, I'm sorry. Which was... Can you, can, you talk, can you say what book you're indicating right now? Oh, I, I'm not reading an orchestra of minorities at right. the moment. Right. The book that I got signed. It's a hardcover. And I got it signed. So I was like, woo! But right now... That, wait, that's, that makes it sound like that's your excuse for not reading it. No. I haven't read it yet because yeah, it's a hardcover. No, I'm saying... I really exhaust my hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I haven't read, like, physical books in a long time. It's nice to have books. Um, but we have a gajillion. And I tried to not buy book books. Yeah. Take up space. It's so much space. But anyway, right now I'm reading his first book, The Fisherman, which was shortlisted for, uh, what's it, Man Booker Prize. Yeah. And it's really good. It's about these siblings and uh, there's a prophecy about one of them and it causes all this other stuff to happen as a result. He seems very smart. During the Q&A, he was, like a, he was very carefully spoken. Mm-hmm. Um. But he also just seems like a fantastic storyteller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just really compelling, even if he's talking about, I don't know, like walking to the airport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know mm-hmm. what Chagosi has to say is about. That's as I say about walking to the airport. He crafts a good story. Yeah. He's a craftsman. He's a craftsman. Like, each chapter is just like, could stand alone, like on its own, just as a boop. He wrote it with his hands, probably. He probably did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are very clean. <laughs> <laughs> he uses gloves when he writes. Lots of sanitizer. I'm trying to think of some of the other... Tessa Hadley was there. She has a new book out. She was fascinating. Yeah. Um, Paul Yoon was there. He was mm-hmm. a young writer. He was also very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the woman you did, one of the, uh, you did a workshop with her from Chile. Uh-huh. What is her name again? Her name is, is Lena. Sure. She did a reading at the... Merwane. I'm probably not saying that right. Okay, one more time. The, the writer from Chile. The, the, yeah, the writer from Chile, her name is Lena Merwane. Yes, the read, so what she read about, was it was from her memoir, I want to say. It was, well, she's a novelist. Maybe she has a memoir, I don't know. But she... Um, because her, or maybe it was just an essay she wrote, because it was okay. about going to Israel or Palestine... And meeting, um, like, she discovered that she has this Middle Eastern heritage. And and there was something in there about her name. Like, that her name, the name that she thought was from her father's family is, like, her actually her mother's family. Okay. And she's like, but wait, so who are, who are these people? But it was just this weird little, like, huh, like, where do I come from? It was this interesting search for identity. Well, she's, a, she's an academic. She's used at NYU, I think. And her approach to the workshop was very structured. Mm-hmm. And she just had, like, lots of, like, 
She's used to those college kids. You got to give she's them those college kids. Yeah, sorry, you got to give them a framework to work with them. But it was just interesting to listen to her talk about um, the way she approaches writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had sort of just like a barrage of information to shoot at us mm-hmm. as we were listening to her. And she had us write in the workshop too, which was just great. Did you write and read in the workshop? I wrote a little bit. I read a little bit, yeah. Of like what you were written? Yeah. Yeah. I always feel a little nervous about those kinds of things because like yeah, but you never know what's going to happen in in the workshop. So what if like you get in there and you do the exercise and you're like, oh, you come up with like, ugh, like what you think is like nothing. Yeah, but it's and always then, a relief because there's that one person who like shoots their hand into the air yeah. and reads their thing. And you're always like, oh, that didn't sound so good. Like, this <laughs> Bar's very low, I see. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's that's your, your approach. It's, yeah. just no, like, it's, no, not my, it's, it's not my approach, but like, that was my experience of like, being in there. I was like, well, I don't want to write first. And the first person I was like, well, that was terrible. <laughs> I can do better than that. You're like, well, yeah, I'll go next because <laughs> clearly anything goes. <laughs> yeah. That's always my fear, that I'm going to just like not have written anything that was interesting or just be like, well. So coming up here at the end of the month is also the Reykjavik Literary Festival. So literary in Iceland, just so literary. It really is. And it's the International Literary Festival. So there'll be um, some international writers who come in, or non-Icelandic writers who come right. in. But there are also some really fascinating Icelandic writers this mm-hmm. year. Friedger Einarsson, he wrote um, The President of the Housing Association. I don't know if it's available in English, though. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, is a, he is an actor. An actor. Or a theater mm-hmm person what do you call those a dramaturg a, a thespian? thespian I don't know he's one of those things <laughs> he's like interested in like performance but mm. uh, his books are his an books are and uh, Kamle Einarsdóttir is also she wrote Kobold Kronikan which is a fantastically funny mm. what's it called again Kobold Kronikan the the, the, Ko- the, the Kobold Chronicles mm-hmm. it, it's great and I don't know if it's available in English either. Sorry, they, everybody. Thanks, Janice. Thanks for recommending all these books and can't read. They might be. And if they're not now, they I mean, they probably soon will be because they're... Well, now they soon. will be because we're talking about all this podcast. Oh, that's right. And we are influencers. Exactly. So... So get on that, U.S. and U.K. publishers. That's right. They're, yeah. They're clearly tuning in to find out what they should be. They, they really are. Because we've got our, our, our fingers on the pulse. Pipeline. Mm. That's right. I just feel like it's a tough time in Iceland. It is. You know, spring's always a little bit tough. It's a time of transition. Yeah. Maybe we'll, like, really hit our stride, though, here and just change for the better. We'll organize ourselves Mm. around the next tourist boom. Yeah. We'll get on board with some, like, worldviews that we really should already be on board with because we're a super progressive nation here. Right? Just don't look too deeply. I'll scratch the surface. Don't test that idea. Oh, God. <laughs> and, um, it's just so many things that you think are just baseline. And it's like, nope, apparently it's not baseline here. That's not baseline, like... Uh, off limits. Yeah. Just like, no, you don't... You just being able to there. point something out to someone and say, hey, that's not cool to do that. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah, look, that's kind of a sexist thing that you're doing. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't seem to resonate. No. Which is, it's exhausting. Yeah. Especially because I, I feel like they maybe see it as like, oh, no, it, you know, it's just fun. It's fun. We're like edgy and like. 
Oh, yeah, totally edgy. And disruptive. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dear. There's a way to break the mold and there's a way to just be an asshole. Yeah. And you're being an asshole. Yeah. And it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the report from Iceland. (laughs) That's the news. I feel like it was such a downer. But we got that new food court going on. (laughs) In the suburbs. (laughs) And we've got got, like the literary festival to look forward to. Yeah. Please go go read books, everybody. Yeah. The world world would be such a great place if people read a lot more. Yeah. Because even if you can't travel and go to different places and meet different kinds of people. You can expose your mind to like new ideas, new places. Exactly. As, as my new bestie Chikosi was saying, right. like, it's fascinating. We're not fascinating. It's just wonderful the way that books, like that someone on the other side of the world who's had a totally different experience can read your story and see themselves in it, can identify with that human yeah, experience. It totally, it totally speaks to them. Yeah. So, read that, a book. That is, that is life-affirming. Yeah. Read a book. And hopefully we'll have better news for you next <laughs> I'm going to go eat a handful of antidepressants now. (laughs) I just laugh because I don't want to cry, so I just laugh. And uh, we'll catch you next time, guys. Yeah. Bless, bless y'all. Bless, bless y'all. Do we? We never even said this is the reason the hot dog's in, did we? Oh, yeah. You guys, if you (laughs) know, this is the reason the hot dog's in. This whole time you've been listening? Been raising at the hot dogs end. Raising at the hot dogs end. With uh, Lydia? And Jonas. That's you over there. I was pointing to myself. And you're Lydia. I'm Lydia. You're Jonas. And I'm Jonas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bless, bless y'all. Bless, bless y'all.